Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this Sherlock's In Conversation With podcast. Now, in this time of uncertainty, we're going to be bringing you an additional podcast every week. There'll be the regular chat podcast. And in addition, we'll be bringing you some in conversation with podcasts. We are recording remotely. So if the sound isn't quite up to our usual standards, then please do forgive us. Today, I'm joined by author, cook, nutritional health coach and mother of three Lizzie King, founder of Lizzie Loves Healthy, her successful blog, She Helps Families Feed Their Children. In 2017, she published her best-selling cookbook, Lizzie Loves Healthy Family Food. She's here today to share her knowledge and passion, talk about her new supplement business that she launched today, and give us some foodie inspiration in these strange times that we're living in. So I'm really pleased to welcome Lizzie. Thank you so much for joining us. Lizzie, I've got to say, we're recording remotely. We're both at home, obviously, today. So thank you for giving up your time. How are you? Oh, hi. Thank you for having me. It's, yeah, obviously, we can't see each other, but we are communicating, which is always nice. It is nice. It's really nice to hear another voice other than my children arguing. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. (laughs) I was a few minutes late to this podcast because the news has just come out that Boris Johnson has just tested positive for coronavirus. And also that a lot of retailers are now closing their distribution centre. So there's quite a lot going on at Sherlock's this morning, I have to say. Yes. I mean, I was also late because I was trying to catch the end of that news bulletin as well. But but I've also this morning just launched <laughs> launched a business, which is not the best time, but we didn't want to just not do it because of what they are. So they're just sort of being floated out there on the, all and by themselves. Tell me, how did you get into this world of nutrition? So you're a nutritional coach. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I, I did that really to supplement my, I got into cooking and food for my kids after I had my first baby tw- 13 years ago. And, and what was your career prior to that? I was in film. I worked in documentaries. I made documentaries and then I went into feature films and I worked on the first Harry Potter movie. Did you? Um, yeah. That's cool. What documentaries did you make? That's the dream, isn't it? I did some documentaries for Channel 4. One was about stepkids. The sort of first fly on the wall type ones. But actually that was the reason I then got out because I thought... I I don't want to be crouching around behind people's sofas filming filming their lives. But little did we know that it was then going to become Big Brother and you didn't need to actually be in the room making the documentaries. Oh my God, I just started Love is Blind. Oh, uh, I need I to get on out that. This morning. Oh God. Someone who works for us said, I don't think it's very responsible to be promoting that. And I think she's got a point, but it's quite good. It God, sounds Talking mental. documentaries, it's quite gripping. Yes, I, I'm I, I think I'm going to be it. hooked. <laughs> anyway, it's definitely in the sort of Big Brother uh, genre. Genre, shall we say, but quite entertaining nonetheless. So documentaries, then films, and Harry Potter. Whoa, that is cool. Yeah. So then I jumped into feature films, and I worked with David Heyman, who is now producing everything that's ever made. Wow. But he's just a great guy. It was amazing because he was suddenly, you know, he bought this book that no one had mm. really read originally. Mm. He was, you know, he really chanced it and came mm. out pretty good. Real foresight, yeah. Yeah, and so I was suddenly given this amazing opportunity of like, he was like, well, you've got to read everything that else that we're doing. So I was just told to find new scripts, find new books, find new everything. I mean, it was amazing. But oh. sadly, when you have a small child, it doesn't work. It doesn't fit in all that well. So you then started, and were you a cook anyway? Yeah. Did you always like to cook? I was a very, very enthusiastic home cook. And, you know, I just was obsessed with food and our whole family. It was holidays and weekends were built on. You know, my dad would literally eat his lunch and whilst he was eating it asked my mum what was for supper and she'd sort of practically throw something at him so yeah food was huge and then I um as I say when I had my child thought hang on a minute I'm reading all these books about you know what 
stuff they should be sleeping in, what time they should be doing this. And, and the food stuff is so depressing. There's little sandwiches made of like crocodiles. And there's, <laughs> you know, I just, I don't want to make goo goo gaga food. I want real delicious food that they want to eat, that they want to smell in the house. And I think it was when, I probably shouldn't mention her name, she's famous, when I was reading a book and I'd had about one hour sleep and it said, 8.30 a.m., you may now go and make yourself some toast. I threw <laughs> the book so hard. I loved her books. I think any mother knows exactly who you're talking about. I actually found her brilliant with a pinch of salt. But I, I, exactly. Fair I mean, point. So that was when I thought, okay, I don't want you to tell me what I'm eating or what my children are eating because there's not a lot of joy in this food. Yeah. So you what, started a blog? Yeah, I started a blog and an Instagram page then and there. And I was actually making food that I was giving to selling to locals, frozen foods for kids. And that's when I thought, okay, I'm going to dig into the nutritional, not because I ever wanted to be a nutritional therapist or I didn't ever want to, you know, to sit down one-to-one and tell people what to eat. And I still don't. I just wanted to know more because I was Uh just greedy for knowledge. So I did an online health coaching course, nutritional health coaching course. It's an American course. It was called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And you get sent an iPad. The winner for me was I by then I had two tiny children. And I got an iPad and I could feed a baby and I could listen to a lecture without leaving my house. And I felt it was just the perfect sort of, I'd done all of Desperate Housewives and I needed <laughs> I needed something else. And how long did it take you to do it? What did you pay to do it? It was a year and God, at the time, I think it was like $2,000. That would be a good thing if people are sitting at home now thinking... Yeah, something it's, I want to start not, a new I'm, career. Couldn't like get a qualification just totally from virtual distant earning. Yeah, and and I've still got so I've still got the all the lectures on this iPad, and you can still. And what I really liked about it, you know, there's plenty of much longer, more thorough curriculums out there. But what I really liked about it was it was really modern and the newest guys that were just giving a lecture from their sitting. You know, much like we are now, Georgie. You know, mm. sitting in our rooms talking to each other. No, but I really felt, so that was the first time I heard anything about vitamin D, for example. Just going back to that course, did you do an exam at the end? Yeah, so you do an exam right. at the end. And you so do it's it a proper online. qualification that you get afterwards? Well, it's a health coaching qualification. So okay. you're qualified to sit down with, you know, I could talk to you. I'm not allowed to tell you what to do. I could sit down and talk to you about, you know, coaching. It's like right. any sort of coaching. I didn't go into it to do coaching, but there's a, another part of it that was I thought was really useful anyone's listening out there too was that it had that very American marketing bent to it so it was all like right now you're going to do a one-to-one you're going to find a friend in the class virtually and you're going to do a one-to-one and you're all going to talk to each other about how you're going to sell your business at the end of this Hmm. and things like that that you just you know you wouldn't have got at a nutrition class in a in a room in London fascinating so you did your course you started your blog yes I did my course I started my blog and my blog sort of took off how well, I was just taking photos of what I was giving my children. So I thought, and I still really have this to today, that anything I'm going to post, I want it to have something useful. I don't just want to say I've had a crap day. I mean, I like reading other funny people, funnier than me people, when they talk about their crap <laughs> you gotta days. You've got to be really funny, well. though, haven't you? <laughs> You've got to be really funny. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to just have a picture of me when I think I look nice, you know. So you were putting up like genuinely useful, healthy I just thought if I knew what everyone on my street was feeding their kids tonight, it would just stop me tearing my hair out. So I thought, right, I'm just going to put what I'm, as I make it, it's not going to be a beautiful picture. It's just going to look delicious, I hope. And this is actually what I gave my kids. And I'm going to put a tiny bit, because I was fresh out of nutrition school, I'm going to put a tiny bit of information about the food in it. So I'm going to say, I'm not going to bang on about kale, but I'm going to say vitamin D is in these eggs and vitamin D is really good for your bones. Yeah, Yeah. something digestible like that. And it's frankly, there's a lot of information out there and it's... God, a lot of it goes over my head. My little brain can't keep up with too much complicated science when it comes to the benefits of different foods and what it's doing to our bodies and all that jazz. Well, there's a lot of digestible, and there's also a lot of warring, you know, factions about it as well. It's like, well, this person's talking crap and don't believe that. And I just feel like I just step away from it all. It's not about who's more qualified or who knows more. Like, we just need to eat more fresh food. It's really simple. And let's not have a fight over who knows more than who. Let's talk a bit about the situation that we're in 
now. How are you doing being at home with your children? You've got three children at home. So it's you, your husband, your three children. Any waste or strays under the same roof? No, we haven't got any spares, luckily. And it is interesting. And we've just coming to the end of our first working week. Um, And yeah, I mean, you know, the drill. But my husband's got this big, you know, important job and he's been called a key worker. So he's slightly, I feel like I'm therefore meant to. Has he? Can I ask you what he does as a key worker? He's a creative director at Sky. And they've said Sky is, you know, he's a person that Sky need to keep the news and the information source. You know, they're entertainers as well as news sources and they need to be you know, functioning at top Stopping level. us all from going stir crazy. Exactly. So then there was the whole, oh, but that means you could send your kids to school, which I said, well, we're not going to do that because we're all at home. So let's not put anyone else. You know, I felt like all these teachers at schools don't need extra kids if we can keep them here. So, but also I feel like I shouldn't then lean on my husband too much because, you know, because of that. But equally, I'm yeah. watching a business. <laughs> but I had the most genius piece of advice just before I got on this call from a great friend of mine. Oh, do who tell. said, Yeah, I think we all need to do this, kids. She said, it's really simple how I've got through this week. I have used visual aids. So I've got glasses. She has reading glasses. I've got glasses on for when I'm the teacher, glasses off for when I'm the mum. And then I've got a baseball cap. And when I'm wearing that, everyone has to back away and I need some time on my own. I love it. And I just thought that's genius. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. I'm just mulling that over. I wear glasses so I can get, I, I, don't, I don't know if I have a baseball cap. Well, doesn't have I think that's cap. great. I like it. And your children are how old? They are 12, 10 and 6. And I okay. just feel like if they had that, you know, if they could see, because instead of you saying, oh, maths or oh, whatever, if, if they just look there, you've got your glasses on, then they know. It's like, right, everyone's yeah. working. It's teacher yeah. time. And are you homeschooling already or are you waiting until, I mean, my children actually broke up on time for the Easter holidays. We didn't break up early. So I'm actually not going to start homeschooling until they're due to go back to school. Plus the idea of trying to manage homeschooling. I mean, my son has learning difficulties. The thought of trying to homeschool him and two others and run my business and my husband's trying to work. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can't get my head around <laughs> that. I had an email from the school saying, you know, this is the approach, this is what we're going to do, we're going to set you up with it. And I was like, how the hell do you think I'm going to be able to do that? I mean, I, I just, it's just mm. not feasible. It's just not feasible. Anyway, I'm parking that for now and I'm letting them enjoy the sunshine being in the garden and the Easter holidays. How yeah. are you approaching the homeschooling thing? Are yours technically supposed to be at school right now? Well, the two little ones are local primary school and yes, their term doesn't end till the end of next week. But that, you know, they've just been shoved a pack of, you know, schoolwork. Yeah. But the 12 year old, you know, he's got a bit more stuff that he needs to be getting through. But presumably he can work. I mean, my nine year old, I'm not worried about her. She'll be great. She'll just get on with it. Yeah. Um, with him, is are you sort of, he's fairly self contained? Well, his term actually broke up yesterday and they had a big Zoom end of term party, which was fun. Did they? <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. But, you know, again, someone sent me this message saying, just don't use the word homeschooling because we're not teachers and we're not trying to make it a school. I think if we can do any kind of anything with them, then that's good. And I think we should just yeah. all take the pressure They're off. They're all in it together. None of these kids, apart from the children who've got headmistresses for mothers and will be doing things differently, maybe you know they're all either outside under a bush or watching something on a screen or asking you what's for lunch (laughs) you know I've got them through a few workbooks but we haven't really done I think it's difficult though for mothers who again like me with my middle mothers who are concerned about their children you know keeping up and falling behind whatever you know my son is someone that really needs you know even in the holidays he really needs to keep at it otherwise he just can't keep up so I think that's that no my 12 year I mean yeah he's dyslexic and he's got some learning issues as well and he definitely needs you know the regularity yeah I feel like it's one of the things that I'm just putting on a sort of as you said like let's just do an Easter holiday and try and stay calm for a bit yeah and I don't know there's really lovely things like the Royal Opera House are doing live streaming of things oh there's an amazing stuff it's keeping up with it we're actually starting next week on Sherlock's a one thing to do with your child today um, oh great that's a genius idea yeah because honestly the whatsapp is out of control and we're all trying to help each other and it comes from a great place I'm not saying it doesn't but 
you know, I was trying to find what there was this one great message that someone sent that had about 20 links. I mean, I can't find it amongst the hundreds I of WhatsApp groups. I was trying to find it to send to someone at work. I, I, I was like, I'm really sorry, I cannot find it. I've looked through five WhatsApp groups. I can't remember whether it was the nursery or the school class or the other class. And then the, you so can't many. move in the WhatsApp for then a meme about someone laughing about something. You know, it's just like, Which oh, is great, but it's, the WhatsApp admin is crazy right now, isn't it? And how are your children at home? Are they having a jolly time? How is the family mentally adjusting to this situation? I mean, so far, my children have seen it as a sort of really exciting schools out kind of isn't this fun? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have got a titchy garden, but we have got outside space. If we didn't, we would have clawed yeah. each other's eyeballs out probably by now. But we are doing okay. And I think it sounds really boring and Gina Ford, but I think children do generally respond to a frame in their day. And we, yeah. well, we've done Joe Wicks. I mean, I know everyone knows about Joe Us Wicks. Us yeah. That has I'm been doing it with of... weights. Yes, good. Wow, my glutes were blimmin' sore, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can really feel... I'm standing up now. If I do a squat now, I'm like, oh, I can really feel that. <laughs> no, I have right? been doing it with eight kilogram dumbbells, I hasten to add, before anyone oh, thinks I'm that... completely okay. wet. But that is but quite hardcore. My neighbour messaged me saying, I'm starting virtual training next week. Can I borrow your dumbbells? I'll anti-back them and don't know why would um but I'm quite grateful to have some dumbbells at home I have to say I think you don't even get them for love and money anymore I've uh, got a yeah. load of dumbbells if anyone needs any I've got about six different waiting ranges if anyone in West London wants to pick some oh, up well, there you go you might regret saying that <laughs> uh so Joe Wicks is yeah he's framing your day he's framing our day we're not doing him at I have to say we're quite late risers. We're not quite getting to the nine o'clock start. So we're not well, part of his live stream, but we are doing it. It has been done this morning, but it wasn't at nine o'clock. Well, I haven't told my children there's an option about that. I'm sure they probably, the 12-year-old probably knows, but I've just said it's nine o'clock. It's an urgent factor that we have to be there. Otherwise, yeah. I feel like we would never do anything and there would be pyjamas on still. So yeah. everyone has to get up and have breakfast and be ready for that. And we did it, actually did it outside on a laptop today. That was great. Is your husband joining in? Yeah, he joins in and then he wanders out on a call and, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I sort of feel like it's a start. And then after that, everyone sits down and we sort of yeah. say, right, we can just read or you can write something or I actually I'm going to get everyone writing a journal and they're like rolling their eyes and I said well do you remember Anne Frank and then they were like oh yeah we're going to be famous because I mean you know it's extraordinary times I feel like you should document it yeah that's so true that's so true the the other thing we're doing to frame our day is a session of David Attenborough Um, oh lovely on Netflix there are about 50 episodes of David Attenborough so mine have to watch one of those and that's when I do my exercise and they watch David Attenborough oh that's and... really good I might adopt that I'm gonna yeah steal that. I just think it's quite yeah I feel like it's a bit of a geography lesson and yeah. it sort of just gives me a moment at the beginning of the day to focus on me is that Blue Planet or is that the new one there's loads I mean mine are on the hunter at the moment yeah, which yeah. is I think from 2050 I'm not a massive David Attenborough watcher myself but they're really enjoying it and then we're chatting about what they've seen and I've said if there's a shark one, they need to come and get me because I'm quite interested in sharks. But <laughs> don't know why. I'm quite fascinated by sharks. Uh, anyway, I think that's quite a good one. I agree. The other thing we're doing, which I put on my Instagram, and I've had so many amazing messages, is we have asked our parents to write down a bit about their family history, their lives their parents' lives, their grandparents, as far back as they can remember. And every day they send us an email with a few paragraphs on. And at 7.30, we sit down in the sitting room and read them to the children and talk about what they've written. And it's Oh, I love that. Fascinating. And last night we read, I think, part four from my father-in-law, which was about, he was a little child during the Second World War and he was sent to Cornwall during the Blitz. And that's what we were reading last night. Oh, and it was like fascinating it's so fascinating it was kind of strangely like surreally familiar it felt familiar mm. you know in the situation that we're in and anyway, I really recommend doing it I've got my mum doing it as well now my dad actually got coronavirus poor thing so I'm oh, I'm, God, I'm saving sorry. his 
He's all right. He's all right. But one of many, but a um, bit rotten. Is he at so home? He's at home, um, isolating with my sister and my stepmom. My sister's now got a cough, so I reckon mm. she might be she might be next. Anyway, so he's not started his yet. But anyway, for anyone with... Pa- also, it gives the parents something to do, doesn't it? Well, exactly. Uh, although my mum is 70 next year. The irony is that she's too busy. They're isolating. She's too busy to talk to me because she's always playing bridge with her friends online. <laughs> Well, she keep ringing her. She's like, darling, can I call you later? I'm just playing bridge. I was like, only you would be too busy during self-isolation to be able to talk to me. <laughs> She's gone into something called Bridge Base. I think it's called .org, where you can play with your friends online. And if there's only three of you, then a robot will be the fourth person or whatever. So anyway, for anyone listening, we'll do something for their parents to do then. Well, I love that. Apparently there's people playing, they've got, because obviously there's no sport on, the boys putting football teams against each other and just playing. They're just seeing Oh, really? They're just watching FIFA playing itself is instead of watching real football matches. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Tell me about food. How is food playing a part in your lives right now? Have you relax the rules are there lots of rules what's your kind of approach for your own family on a day-to-day and have you adapted that for now yeah so obviously as the children get older when they were tiny that I had you know and fresh out of nutrition school I had stronger edicts on their day I guess but I now you know anything really get well not anything goes I mean given that we're now at home and they can't get any external food sources my basic thing is just as much fresh stuff as you can and you know there's no rules there's no you can't have this or you can't have that but I don't have a big jar full of Kit Kats or you know but they have crisps they have chocolate you know they do have stuff like that but but if I can give them the nice stuff not that that's not nice stuff but what I mean is if your lunch has been pretty nice and it's got a vegetable or two in it then, you know, putting a chocolate bar or, you know, a bit of chocolate even. Totally. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so into not restricting things. I think food should always, always be a joy. And and, a, and I feel as a parent, it is it's so stressful. It can be so stressful, and particularly now. But I feel like it, we should remember that it's a real privilege. We are imparting our joy or knowledge or whatever about food onto our children. We're yeah. getting another human into food. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, a big part of it. I know. I so, so want them to grow up with a healthy attitude yeah. towards food. I think it's a real challenge as a parent. I actually found, well, an empty box of Oreos in a cupboard. And I said to them, don't steal food. I was like, I'm so relaxed with you. You have so many treats. Some some children have much stricter parents when it comes to food. And I don't believe in restricting things. So please don't sneak off and eat things in secret. I just, I just yeah. want them to grow it's up with a healthy attitude. Yeah, I think I've definitely found hidden scrunched up packets of Haribo. But I then just sort of say, look, you know, the thing is, is I just want you to be, particularly now, I think it's much easier to get the message in at the moment. I did a live cooking class yesterday on, on Instagram and I have lots of questions coming in from people. But interesting, the vibe afterwards and all the DMs I got were about people going, it's what my child really wanted to know about was, you know, because now they're worried about, you know, not getting ill and who's well and who's... And it, it's suddenly become a much higher priority. And even kids are realising that, you know, that yeah. what you eat does have an impact on your health. Yeah. And we know yeah. that. We've and you've got to respect your body. And yeah, I think they've just got to really that. Mine had, well, I made a carrot cake. It was my husband's birthday. And uh, they had a big piece for pudding. And I was like, you can have this for pudding. But just so you know, if you have a snack this afternoon, it's an apple. And please don't ask me for anything else. You know, if you want to have a yogurt for pudding, you can have something sweet later. But you just need to get the balance right. That's kind of the only thing I really want to get through to them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So can you tell me what an average day on a plate looks like for yes, children? Yes, I house? can. So porridge for breakfast, my six-year-old won't really have anything else. I mean, we make it very different, but he has a lot of porridge. Delicious. Yeah, delish, exactly. And do you put honey know, in it or do you put something has clever nut in butter there? or bananas or honey or, you know, the real thing I find with food is that it's, it's so easy, especially as a mum when you're navigating all the stress around it, is you find something that works and you just stick to it. And I've done lots of cooking classes with mums and au pairs and nannies and whatever, they go, no, no, this is what they have. And they're really fussy and they're really fussy. And they go, well, that is the crux of the problem is that you found the two things that they really like and you don't really, you know, veer off. That's what they have for snack and that's what they have for breakfast and that's what they have, you know. And so yeah. if it is that, if it's that's what they like, they like porridge and you feel everyone's comfort, you know, levels rise immediately because we've all found yeah. a happy place. Just try and change it a bit, you know. So have one day it has a bit of stewed apple on top or one day it has peanut butter. I think the key, especially when they're tiny, is that you just need to keep changing a few tastes, a few flavours. Otherwise, they can so quickly shut into a narrow, rigid, like a horse in a little box, and they're never going to get out. (laughs) Yeah. And what's your view on cereal? My daughter said to me, yes, could we get some lucky stars? And I was like, no, not a chance. (laughs) The fact that you get Cheerios from time to time and raisin wheat is pretty good. Not a chance. No, I mean, exactly. My rule is that one's not shiny ones. Nothing shiny, please. I mean, I just turn the packet around now. They're bigger. And I say, just look, just read it. I'm not a policeman, but just look at the stuff and then look at this back packet of granola or this granola that I've just made. You know, granola is the easiest thing to make. You basically stick oats in a thing with some butter and some honey and shove it in the oven. And then you can add nuts and raisins and cranberries. It's not so sugary, no. No, you can just put a tiny squeeze of honey or a little bit of whatever you want. You're in charge of the sweet levels as well. And, you know, the commercial ones are always going to have way more and they're always going to use the cheapest sweetener. It's literally done in half an hour. And the smell is amazing too. So I recommend that. Anyway, my day on a plate. (laughs) Any of those things for breakfast. Oat-based, I would say, is our breakfast. And then another thing I think also helps with the overall fussy vegetable chasing children thing is just not endless snacks. Yeah. So people are always asking me about snacks. They endlessly want to know snacks. And I, but do you I'm, not think now they really need like a snack yeah, break up their morning? They like do, the cooked up at home. It's, it's yeah. like a small pleasure, isn't it? For sure, for sure. And I think we do too. But I think... It's the danger of just endless, like, you know, my son could come in here every five minutes and ask me for something. And if I just bunged a, you know, another crunchy packet of, I don't know, whatever, um, yeah. he would definitely never eat lunch when, whenever it arrives, which is usually a bit late. And I think hunger is a massively underrated tool in the, the battle for getting children to eat things. <laughs> yeah, so true. So I mean, if they're true. starving hungry, which mine often are, because I'm locked in a room trying to launch a business and my husband's <laughs> locked in another room. And eventually they come out and they're clawing the door <laughs> and I feed them something and it could be an aubergine curry and they would hoover it up because they're yeah. absolutely starving. Yeah, but so um, I do think hunger, I think we worry too much about children saying i'm really hungry mummy i'm really hungry mummy and we just quickly react and we shove oh i know myself like, i'm starving i'm like oh yeah. you, do, do you know what it means to be starving? yeah and what and you're starving have a banana is a stodgy carby thing that we've yeah. got in the cupboard and so that i think makes your life actually more difficult but so okay, i, so I if have you're a whole if you're bowl gonna... of fruit out always and they can have yeah. as much of that as they want whenever they want okay and, and you don't worry is... that fruit's full of sugar well i feel like it's one o'clock and i still haven't started making lunch i really don't care if they're eating another apple i don't um, worry about that but so i remember a nutritionist saying don't be fooled by fruits full of sugar <sighs> I love them eating apples, but yeah, I, I get it. You don't want them just to eat fruit, but if they're then going to eat a big bowl of, I don't know, chili con carne, then it's all, yeah. it's all good with me. Yeah, totally. So if they are going to snack, it's fruit or what about your amazing crunch bars? I, I remember. Yeah, so we have, uh, we, we have, yes, we've got a really nice, in fact, they said that to me the other day, why don't you make these anymore? I've basically <laughs> become, because I'm trying to make things for other people's children, basically my children don't get fed. <laughs> 
So um, I have realized that I haven't made that many snacks recently. I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to make, there's a really nice, it's sort of like a fake millionaire square. Like it's millionaire square, but with just nice stuff in it. And that's delicious. And energy balls, again, that's a bit like making granola, but you just, it's much easier. You just put a whole load of stuff in a magic mix and pulse it up and then put them in the freezer. And they are delicious. And you know that they're not just full of junk. So I would just yeah. do a little, just one little snack. And then lunch is either something, I try and do lunch as the thing. Like I try and do lunch as a sort of nice, like I think we've got some fish today that I've defrosted. I'm digging out my freezer as I'm sure everyone is. And so I've got some fish that I'm just going to put in some polenta and then put it in the frying pan. So they're going to have crispy Friday fish with lots <laughs> of vegetables. Yeah. But I do also think like giving, I mean, part of the reason I did my book and my blog was that kids food, you know, it shouldn't just be a butternut squash puree or a like give them I I often put things on the table and I go this is polenta fried fish with that you know and they love it their eyes like they feel like you're really like giving them some love you're selling it to them yeah and then afternoon maybe maybe another snack maybe not we usually have a smoothie in there probably in the morning after joe wicks maybe that's probably our morning snack instead of bar or anything one of our breakfasts my husband or I will be making some kind of smoothie at some point and we just make double and give the children it so that'll be a bit of fruit but main it will have a so the one I made yesterday had frozen cauliflower in it which is a really good tip cauliflower in the freezer goes really creamy in a smoothie is that right yeah and it doesn't have that sulfurous taste because it's frozen I've actually got cauliflower in the fridge so can you give me a recipe? Yes. For a so if it's gone a bit, meat? if you're using some of the cauliflower and you've got to just stick it in the freezer in, in florets in a little baggie. And then yeah. I would do some berries, then some any, whatever milk you've got, a few nuts and seeds. Like I would put ground linseeds in it and oh, a I banana. Just, well, just because I always try and balance. You've got a lot of fruit. Like, you you know, yeah. you don't want just yeah. a sweet treat. You don't want a lollipop in a glass. No, I do, actually. <laughs> yes, but you want you want to have a bit of broader spectrum of goodness in there, I think. Fair enough. I mean, sure, lollipops have their place. You can whiz up a whole load of fruit and stick it in the freezer. But um, then what else would I put? And then stick a bit of cauliflower in it. And if you've got some mm. berries flavouring it, you don't taste the cauliflower but they've had a ton of veg so that's good Um, and then what's for supper supper is usually more of a like it might be cheese on toast or a fridge forage especially right now I would just so are you more of a cooked lunch and then a snackier supper well I am at the moment I'm not normally because they're at school at lunchtime right and I would do one thing that's hot and that I'm sort of trying to get a lot of good stuff in and so I would normally do that would be supper time otherwise it sort of won't happen and also by the end of the day they just you know they either want to watch a movie or everyone's had enough or and I just feel like actually it's fine let's just do cheese on toast or pasta and pesto or you know a soup you know soup's a really good one that I never really you know people said they never really thought of to give their children but it's so easy, you know, you just a whole load of chicken stock with any roasted vegetables just in a blender. So it's smooth is what you're saying? Yeah, I would do it so it was smooth. No, I mean, I don't always. Otherwise, I would do it like a noodle soup with lots of chunky vegetables in it. I'm not sure what my children would say to that. To what, the noodle my, soup? Yeah, I don't know, like soup. I think they turn their noses up. My littlest, my yeah. three-year-old actually often steals my soup. The others, not so keen, but maybe I should try I feel like if I did some chunky bread and butter, then they yes, might. Yes, that's what I was going to say. So it's always some the cheese way on top to or get something. it in. So if yeah. you do croutons, you can yes. do some crispy croutons in a pan and a bit of parmesan over or some pesto dolloped on top. Yeah. Or, yeah, my six-year-old, I do this too. I give him a huge chunk of granary bread with a load of butter on it and he dips it in and eats it and he gets quite a lot of soup like that (laughs) interesting I may well give that a go and can you tell me what is in your cupboard and your fridge right now like what are the things obviously we're all being good we're not stockpiling but what are the things that you're like right these are things I need to get in my order when I get through the virtual queue god that's a nightmare isn't it what are the things that you're my husband actually went to Sainsbury's yesterday morning and Got there at eight o'clock and did the one in, one out thing. And was yeah. there anything there? Yeah, there was. I mean, you got no. there early, but yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah. What are the key things for you to have in your fridge and your cupboard in times like this? 
So I didn't do, I probably should have done it, but I went the opposite. I went the anti-stockpile. So I decided that, well, all my Ocado deliveries and any other online deliveries went down the pan. And I then thought, this is two weeks ago, and then thought, well, I'm not going to go and buy stuff because everyone's gone mad. And so now I don't really, I don't actually have very much food, which is fine because I've got a nice vegetable box, which comes once a week. And that comes anyway, come hell or high water, and I've had for years. And I've got my milk guy who comes twice a week. And so I feel like, actually, this is how it kind of should be. It's like, well, I've got some rice. I've got, you know, loads of beans and things. I'm just going to buy, you know, once a week or whenever it is, what just what I need. Just one little bag full of food. And I think, yeah, the things that I think I really am relying on are the tins of beans and chickpeas and because you can you know with chickpeas especially you can add them quickly to the top of a soup you can make them crispy in the oven oh I love a roasted chickpea yeah roasted chickpea and also chickpeas you can add in you can just fold it through if you've just got some salady things or a tin of fish or whatever you can just add it in and put some salad dressing on it and it looks like a fancy Otto Lenghi number yeah, I don't know what my children would think about that, but I would, lo- I would love that. As of my husband, they might. Okay, I've got a it. top tip for getting your kids to eat salad, and it's slightly cheating. But Pizza Express dressing in my house. I don't think anything's <laughs> cheating. I don't like that word, but balsamic vinegar. Yeah. Oh yeah, balsamic I mean, drizzle. Hello. Well, I think that's oh. too sticky and disgusting. I can't. Really oh, do it. I love it. Do you not like it? <laughs> Too much well, sugar. You see, it's my sweet teeth. I don't like puddings, but I like sweet things, weirdly. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't really like I just naturally prefer Marmite and miso to um love those two. Salt and sugar, they're my weaknesses. Anyway, balsamic, yeah. Balsamic, I, so I'm if on I, it. I but balsamic, just whatever you've got in your cupboard right now, I guess. And olive yeah. oil and a bit of mustard yeah. and maybe a squeeze of lemon. And my children, literally, they devour huge bowls of green leaves. Just like they go in hard. It's not like I have to... It's all about the dressing. Yeah. them. Yeah, it's all yeah. about the dressing. You talked about fish with polenta. Can you give me a few family suppers in these times that aren't yes. tricky? Yes. Pie is always a nice idea. What I like, especially at this time of what we're going through, is something that you can make. So you can buy, let's say, a big lump of mince or lentils if you're vegetarian and make a a huge I mean we've got time at the moment right we're all in our houses we're all going to be in our kitchens a lot more and we're all wanting everyone to be well so I feel like now is the time to get your pinny on get over the stove and do a long blipper so it it doesn't mean you have a long what a long blipper like it blipping away on the stove you know oh right like a long slow a slow and low cooked yeah so if you get a big pot of ragu or I've got a nice, you know, I've got lots of recipes in my book for this. I've got a really nice cumin turkey sweet potato pie. But what I mean is the base, the meaty dish, or if it's lentils, I've got a, a lentil one as well that my children love, smoky lentil. Just have that, as a, yeah. like make extra vat, vats worth. So on your one shop that you've got, and then you have it on day one, you have it with pasta as a sauce. And then you portion another bit off and you add some kidney beans and you have it with rice with a bit of smoky paprika and you've got a chili con carne. And then you have it underneath some mashed potato and you've got a pie. So you can have like, and you don't have to have this day after day. You know, you can put one in the freezer and you can put one in. But I think it's one lot of cooking that you can stretch out. And I think something like that you could get to last you over a sort of Monday to Friday week. Yeah, and also, especially in a time now where... You don't want to waste anything. I don't want to throw any vegetables away. It was interesting yesterday. I can't remember who it was. Someone, was it a politician or someone was saying, like, we need to learn not to eat so much and also to use what we have. We're in a culture, aren't we, of just sort of feeling like we need to eat all the time and also throwing things away all the time. And we just need to be a lot more savvy, I think, don't we? That's what's so interesting is that our whole relationship with food has really had a full circle and we people are really realizing that you can't just click your it doesn't make sense to just click your fingers and have 40 tons of deliveries arrive on your doorstep like it's mad isn't it yeah 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 and you have to you know just have what take what you need I don't think it's about doing less cooking anymore I think it's just about doing with what you've got like you said yeah we just have to use up every wilted piece of spinach and every herbs you know herbs are if you've got any herbs in your fridge or on your windowsill growing 
you can snip them up, put them in a bit of oil in the whizzer, and then put them in an ice cube tray, and you've got fresh herbs for forever. That is clever. That is a good tip. Uh, so that was a pie. What are the other two? Crispy something in the oven, like a crispy baked chicken that we've got a really nice recipe that I use with ground almonds. So you're not just using all the breadcrumbs. Apparently people, yeah, this bread is a tricky one at the moment as well. So you can have crispy baked chicken in the oven with some potato wedges. That's really nice. 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 And then I, I like a sort of big ricey, you can have a paella or a chicken jambalaya. It's all in the pot and it just sits there and then you open it and it, the steam comes out and you have this delicious, I mean, I, I love a, a big pot of rice with vegetables and either prawns or uh, a chicken thing is, is one of my favourite things. I love that. Oh, I love that. And actually right, using rice more, I sort of feel, I always think about pasta if I'm doing something like that with a carb, but actually rice is something I feel like I should use more. Yeah, rice is a good one. You can do lots of different, you know, risotto. Another yeah, you've good... got a good risotto recipe on your website. What is it, your spring prawn and pea risotto? Oh, delicious. that is good. I love that, yes. Yeah, and the other good thing really about good. risotto for everyone wanting to stretch food is you have any leftovers when they're cold from the fridge, most people, nothing they would like to do less than deal with cold, sticky, stodgy risotto. You fry them up, put a tiny bit of parmesan in the middle and then fry them up in little balls. They're called arancini in, in Italy. Oh, so delicious. So good. Love that. That is a good tip. All these recipes and ideas are great, but what if you don't have the ingredients? Are there other places you can go to? Are there food delivery services that you really recommend people look into? Yeah, so I would say, and I've actually had more questions about this in the last week than almost anything, is that the normal, we all know that the regular situation isn't, you know, isn't up to speed and you can't get a delivery, your normal deliveries. Um, If you don't have a setup already in place, a veg box or whatever, then it can be really tricky. And so I have been amazed. I mean, the resilience and the spirit that people are, you know, getting around problems. Mm. So obviously we've got everyone at home. No one's going to restaurants um, and everyone's booked a supermarket delivery until kingdom comes. So the the shelves are bare in the supermarkets. Well, they're not all of them, but it's tricky. So what I found amazing is lots of restaurants have flipped their businesses and they're using their food suppliers to do deliveries to homes. Clever. And yeah, really clever. And so these also, aren't meals, these are ingredients. Yes. So these are, well, although there are some meals, there's a company called Potage. I don't know if you know Potage. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. They do meals. So they do freshly made, you know, you just go on their website, buy a lasagna. Eight, you know, eight as in the number, are a brilliant new um, children's at families frozen food, which comes from a lovely catering kitchen. And you can order a whole freezer full of lots of them. They're designed to be super nutritious and healthy by nutritional therapists. So that would be if you're interested in keeping your children banged up to the eyeballs with health. But then all the restaurants that I feel like I really want to support who are, you know, trying to cling on by their fingernails. There's Leon restaurants who, you know, obviously are shut, but they've managed to turn it around. And they're also giving a donation to the NHS as well. So you can go onto that website, leon.com, and look at if you want to buy stuff or if you want to donate stuff to the NHS. There's then Spring. You know the restaurants, so these big, beautiful restaurants like Spring and the Shed restaurant. So Spring um, at Somerset House you're talking about? Yeah, Spring at Somerset House. So you can the go shed, onto their website, yeah. send them an email. They've got a farm, they've got a place called Heckfield, which has got all this fresh produce. Oh, the lovely Heckfields. Exactly. And they are rerouting everything because they're not feeding all these hundreds of people in restaurants and hotels. And so you can go and you can buy the best, most delicious food from these restaurants. And I just got a delivery this morning from a company called Harvey and Brockless. Again, uh-huh. you would never know about these people. They're not Ocado or Sainsbury's. But you're getting restaurant food. I've just had all this delicious Quicks cheddar and fresh halloumi. Incredible So again, this is, this is the actual individual products, not... Yes, but it, this one is an individual sourcing restaurant product. And another one called Le Marché des Chefs. But these companies are trying to just turn it around really quickly yeah. so that they don't go under, essentially. And for 
general groceries. There's a lovely deli called Panzer's Deli. And they're now doing, you just do your shopping. You send them a shopping list and then they deliver it in a van. But I'm just thinking of places that you can actually get, you know, you're not going to get hit Brilliant. a brick wall and be Brilliant. in two hours. You've just got to hope they're not too expensive. Because I think everyone is also sort of thinking about budgeting and totally the economy and job market etc etc so you completely well some of these reasonable. veg boxes and options like the potage veg box are not you can get a whole box of fruit for 10 quid Brilliant. um but there's food out there if you mm. want it and there's lovely companies that are trying to keep you fed and trying to run around the countryside um in order to not lose all their suppliers and it just feels like when the world's topsy-turvy, we should try yeah. and rebalance Support it somehow. them. Support them. I know it seems odd that the supermarkets are benefiting from this, doesn't it? But anyway. Well, that's another well, another beautiful thing about it is, though, that we're all looking at the other ways to eat. We're all looking yeah. at it's yeah. people growing things on their windowsills, you know, which they would never have thought of doing that and getting their herb plants out. Mm. So there is light in yeah. it all. Love that. Thanks for that advice. Lizzie, before we finish, you have just launched a new business today. Is that right? It is correct, yes. <laughs> Talk about making life hard for yourself. I mean, you've got to plough on, I guess. But well, you've launched a range of supplements for children. They're sachets. Can you tell us about them? There are three in the range. Yeah, tell us all about them. With my cookbook and my blog, I didn't think there was enough out there for children that was decent, delicious, proper food that was going to keep them well. So that's why I did that. And it was the same with my products. So I was making my own potions and smoothies and, you know, building things when they had issues or when I wanted them to sleep better or if someone got a sick bug. And it just made me realize that there wasn't anything out there that I wanted to give my kids. And I felt like a lot of people could deal with them so I made them and so here they are so there's three right. and they're natural remedies targeted to help children with the three things that I've struggled most with which is have one one kid gets a sick bug and you just everyone then gets it the other one is sleep that golden thing that we we all need more of and the other one is staying well so when people have coughs and colds and Flues. So for people listening, they're called Be Settled, Be Sleepy and Be Well. Be Well. And one is to support their tummies, one is to help them relax and unwind and one of them is to support their immune systems. How do you help children relax and unwind? I just wanted there to be something that wasn't messing up their, you know, neurons or actually you know, shutting them out. I dug into the books and looked at what people had used before and what actually was working. And then I tried it all out. So it's it's looking at stuff from what I think I like the look of that was natural. And in this case, it was, these are based on the Montmorency cherry, which is a natural source of melatonin. So ah. I thought, great, let's try that. So I was making these smoothies with the concentrate and it was working. And then I put it up on the blog and people went mad for it. And there were people saying, I've never got my three-year-old to sleep ever. And now she's sleeping. What? So I thought, okay, we need to be able to give this to people so they don't have to have a, a bottle of something in the fridge that they then have to make a smoothie with. So I made their powdered sachets that you can nick, yeah. stick in your pocket and then you just tip it into a drink and stir and it is up. It like, is it like magnesium where they say it's sort of a cumulative effect? So you, you keep taking it or do you just give it to them on well, a day a, when uh, Good question. It actually night. also has magnesium in it. So ah. it's got sour cherry, magnesium and L-theanine. So this so like I've maxed it up because I often find, particularly for children, like gummy bears or dodgy like sweets that actually, if you look at them, don't really have very much in them that you want them to have. Uh, right. Excuses for vitamins, I call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, complete waste of money. Yeah, complete waste of money. Just back to my question. So do you take it daily or do you just take it during oh, sorry, bouts yes. of... Well, you could do either. I mean, I give it to my kids when there's exams or when someone's right. in a jitter or... So yeah, I would give it for a week, but it, it can be cumulative. You can like after okay. three days, it suddenly kicks in. But I, I wouldn't use it every night. And then there's the be settled one, which is to help calm their tummy. So if they've been ill, is that sort of restoring the balance? Well, no, it's actually to get, so if someone's been sick or got a runny tummy, it's got activated charcoal in it and kaolin clay. So it basically gets the bug out. So it's used in A&E for, you know, accidental poisonings. So it's a really oh, wow. effective way of drawing things out of your system. 
Um, but that one you definitely wouldn't use every day because it can also draw out things that you don't want it to draw out repeatedly. So if you're on medicine okay. or, you know, vitamins and stuff. But if you've got a bug, someone's thrown up. I did this four years ago with my littlest. He was throwing up. I was working on a shoot. I rang up my husband and I said, look, just do this. Pull this tablet apart, sprinkle it into this drink and just see. Because that's what I would do for me. And I know yeah. that they use them on children. Anyway, he, two hours later, he was eating porridge and asking to go to school. And I've never had that when someone's been sick all night. And then I've rolled it out and people have, you know, on my blog have used it a lot. And I've had such incredible feedback. I just, I felt like people need to know. Like I've had weekends ruined by, I mean, it sounds like small fry compared to what we're dealing with at the moment. But still, people are in their houses. And if you've got a child throwing up, exaggerated. And then the third one is be well. And this is to support their immune system. And it says that this one's got blackcurrant, elderberry, vitamin C, D, zinc, and selenium. What's selenium? Selenium. So zinc and selenium are amazing for combating your oxidative stress, if you want to go into the science. And they are anti-inflammatory. So basically, all of these add up together to be basically, if your immune system is, well, we all have an immune system anyway. And it's this the idea that you can't boost it. And I keep reading that in the press at the moment, you cannot boost an immune system. And I get that you can't. But if you're not eating enough fresh stuff, and you're worried about what's going in, especially at the moment, you know, I don't want to be running around chasing my kids with a carrot. I use this and I've used this concoction that I've made at home and put in smoothies for years to stop, you know, when they go back to school in the winter or when everyone's got a cough in their class or, and they haven't been off school sick. Well, Lizzie, I think they sound absolutely brilliant. Where are you selling them? So they are on our website, lizzieloves.com. And when shops return to normality, there will be some stockists, but obviously I can't talk about them yet. Yes. Well, it sounds like there's a gap in the market for them. So Lizzie, I want to wish you huge luck with your new natural remedies. I think they sound absolutely brilliant. I will definitely be stocking up on some of those. Thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been lovely to chat. Bit of normality in this Grim, grim situation. Stay exactly. well. And, and love me to stay well. speak to a, another mother about how we're all getting along because mm-hmm. we're all getting along. And I, as I said to my children yesterday, I said, I know this is a horrendous time and it's not easy for businesses, but I think we will look back and realise that actually it was quite a special time as well. Yes, and I think they will too. I think our yeah. children will look back and be like the generation that got to spend time at home with their parents i know i know that's the perfect note to end thank you so much for joining us if you enjoyed that then do please rate review subscribe and tell your friends i hope you all stay well and we will be back soon thanks very much bye-bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.